Welcome to the Gary Baumgarten Report, the podcast where newsmakers and other interesting people are actually given a chance to express their point of view. Any opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Gary's employer or sponsors or anyone else for that matter. They can form their own opinions. And just because Gary interviews someone or raises a topic doesn't mean he's making an endorsement. And finally, Gary will never tell you who to vote for because he's not qualified to make your mind up for you. So now, without further ado, here's Gary Baumgarten. Well, thank you, Zach Hartman. Obviously, we are on the last few days of this very contentious campaign here in the United States, and the eyes of the world are upon us, but in no country more so than in Israel, where the people feel that they are tied in so much to the United States that they feel that they are stakeholders in this election almost as much as we do, and in some cases, maybe more. So we thought we'd reach out to Dr. Rani Regev. She's at Hebrew University, Jerusalem, an assistant professor of history, researching modern U.S. history. That sounds almost contradictory, but we'll let Dr. Regev explain that. Doctor, thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you. Did I set that up right? Am I correct in my assumption that Israelis feel like they're stakeholders in this election as well? Yeah, I think so. I think that Israelis are very tuned in to these elections and their results, probably because of this, I don't know, longstanding connection, right? Uh, a lot of people feel and as allies, as a, a ally country to the United States. So definitely, yeah, it's people, are, people are talking about it around here a lot. Well, there was an I-24 poll recently that found that 63.3% of Israelis prefer the re-election of Donald Trump. And I imagine a lot of that has to do with him making good on the move of our embassy to Jerusalem and the bromance he has going with Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. It has to do with both of these things. I would add that in addition to I mean, first, we should say that most of the Israeli electorate is veering to the right, right, center, center, right, definitely on things that have to do with security and, uh, and uh, Palestinian-Israeli relations. And I think President Trump's policy, whether it's via the Ambassador Friedman or Jared Kushner and his relationship with Netanyahu has been something a lot of people here have felt is very positive. I think even more than maybe the embassy and the relationship with Netanyahu is really the latest agreement with the Gulf countries, Dubai and the Emirates. I think a lot of people here approve of, the, of these agreements very much and are really pleased. But I can give you the counterpoint to this if, if you're interested. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not here shilling for one candidate or the other, so please do. Oh, no, not at all. Actually, I'm, I'm going to say that I know from, you know, informal conversations that if you actually uh, talk to the people in the ministry, the foreign ministry, most of them feel comfortable with either candidate winning. They'll be certainly happy if Trump is reelected because they have a good working relationship with his administration. But they are also not very worried about Biden-Harris win because, you know, they belong to what a lot of people here consider is the moderate wing of the Democratic Party, which traditionally has good relationships with Israel. Israeli foreign ministry and prime minister. So I think while the polls show that people are certainly in favor of Trump, I think when you talk to actual diplomats, they tend to be kind of even-headed or okay with either option. I have to make a confession to you. You were talking about the Gulf states, and I have to acknowledge that when I first heard that Kushner was negotiating with all these Arab states, but not the Palestinians, I thought this was amateur hour, frankly, but it turns out that I was wrong, that it was a brilliant move because from what I can see, 
it's pretty much put the Palestinian Authority in a box where they have no choice but to not be too militant, I guess. I know they're not anywhere near like Hamas, but not too militant when it comes to negotiations in the future with Israel, because I noted that when Mahmoud Abbas went to the Arab League for condemnation, they turned their back on him. And that was, from my observation point, and yours is a much better place to look from than mine, but that was a monumental point in this whole history. Right. So I agree with your comment overall, but I think, and I think, you know, in the short term, it certainly has proven to be a, a brilliant diplomatic move for sure. I do wonder long term how this is going to play out. And this does, of course, depend on who's occupying the White House in a couple of months. I think it, the stability very much depends on, as you said, Palestinian leadership and it's staying as it is, because I think this, this sort of agreement could backfire in a slightly longer term. But yeah, I mean, for now, it certainly has a lot of positive approval across the board. And it seems like possible continuation with additional states. And here, actually, the, these elections are very crucial because I think that if President Trump remains in the White House and you still have Jared Kushner, then they'll probably push for more agreements of this kind, which I'm not sure is going to happen under a Biden administration. I certainly don't think they'll renege on what already happened, but I'm not sure they'll pursue additional similar agreements. And I imagine the big fish in this hunt is the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yes, certainly. That would be probably the big fish, but the last fish, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of smaller fish have to be caught first before they will make such a commitment, because I also think it has to be a very careful move on their part. Though I think it's, you know, it's very, it's not a secret that they're, they're behind all of these agreements, right? And they give their approval and pushing forward. But yes, I think you're right. I think it's certainly, again, if I imagine Kushner and certainly Netanyahu, that's the direction they're going for. And I'm not sure a Biden administration will have the exact same relationship with the Saudi Arabia, the non-democratic country, and all the critique leveled at it. So I just want to close by going back to your counterpoint observation to suggest that Netanyahu, from my point of view again, and once again, you're in a better position, obviously, to know than I, but I see him as the consummate politician. He gets entrapped and manages to weasel out of those entrapments. And they're not all just political. Some of them, as we know, are, uh, are legal entrapments that he finds himself involved in. But I found it interesting that when President Trump tried to get Netanyahu to criticize the former Vice President Biden during an Oval Office conference call, he did not bite. Yes. Well, I think even Netanyahu's greatest haters will tell you, will concede to what you just said. He's very savvy. He's a very savvy politician. And I think he will not, I mean, he rarely gets caught in a minor, you know, little league mistakes like, like that. Because, I mean, he's reading the polls. I'm sure he really wants to see President Trump remain in the White House, but he knows and sees that Biden could definitely be the president and Netanyahu will not make such a mistake as to uh, sour the relationship with Biden at this point in the campaign. He is a savvy politician. I think even, again, his opponents know that and, and will admit that readily. So American Jews have not to worry, in your opinion, should Biden become the president, the relationship between Israel and the United States, which is a 
very special relationship probably will continue pretty much as it is status quo. Yeah, I don't foresee major changes either way, even if Biden is in the White House. I mean, the U.S. government going back several decades has been a very staunch ally to Israel. And it seems like both of these presidents might have some idea of peace in the Middle East, and those are very different ideas. So I think the, the people living in the Jewish population of Israel will probably not will be content regardless, but I do worry about any chances for a viable peace in this state with Palestinians that actually live here and not a plane right away. I'm not sure how this situation is going to stay and how stable or safe for either side it's going to be in the next couple of years. And that's an excellent point. And we need to next time we gather to talk about the Palestinian Israelis and their view of all of this because it's a different prism from which they look. Dr. Rani Regev at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, assistant professor of history. Thanks for taking the time, and we hope to have you on again. Thank you so much for having me.